0: Welcome to The Family with Tevin Pittman,
1: co-host Catherine Brandt,
0: and Andy Mrapernard. We'll be right back with our special guest, Dr. De- Devin Fergus, promoting the book Land of the Fee, Hidden Costs and the Decline of the American Middle Class. Ooh, this ought to be really, really interesting. Dr. Fergus joins us right up to this with The Family. Doodly, 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 doodly We are back, ladies and gentlemen With the family Is Dr. Fergus ready to go? Yep Dr. Devin Fergus, the land of the fee Hidden costs and the decline of the American middle class Are we still in decline or is it just gone, doctor? <laughs> yeah.
3: But you know, I thought I was pessimistic. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'd say it, it's it's still here, narrowing a bit, absolutely, um, and precarious, uh, but but still here. Uh, thank thank goodness. And 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 again, we've gone through ebbs and flows as a, as a nation, as a society before, late nineteenth century, early twentieth, um, and, and so so um, and, and so context is. A
0: useful. Yeah, Yeah, well, I can understand that. The loans ordinary Americans take out to purchase homes and attend college often leave them in a sea of debt, as Devin Fergus explains in Land of the Fee. A not insignificant portion of that debt comes in the form of predatory hidden fees attached to everyday transactions. Beginning in the 1980s, lobbyists for the financial industry helped dismantle consumer protections, resulting in surreptitious fees, often wait for those who can afford them, but not for those who can't. So wonderful. If you can afford them, we'll get rid of them. But if you can't afford them, we'll just drive you right into
3: the pavement. That's, yes, yes, that's um, pretty much uh, the, the way the, the game is played. And, and particularly, uh, I sense that um, um, one of the primary targets on markets is actually younger people. Uh, we, we see this with even things like payday lenders, actually, we're targeting, let's say, military installations. Uh, mm-hmm. But why? Because uh, often the military installations have very young people with very little experience with, with, with credit. Um, but with a steady paycheck coming from the federal government, to so become sort of a primary mark, actually, uh, for payday lenders, and so, so they also prey uh, prey upon those um, with with who, who aren't very familiar with uh, with the way credit and finance uh, works, actually.
0: No, uh, what period of the nineteen eighties was it? Early eighties, mid eighties, late eighties? When this happened?
3: Sure, from uh, early 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 eighties, and and, and there's sort of a, it's a rolling sort of effect, and so. Uh, in the early '80s, we see the really the first onset of financial deregulation, the, and really the first major financial regulatory law happens in 1980. It's a it's a law with uh, with a with, a, with a long name, and I'll stay in the details of it. Uh, but it has right, a very long right. name. And basically, what this law sort of does is it enables and empowers really, the sort of the, the federal government, to go in and to begin lifting uh, interest rate caps uh, in various states uh, because prior to each state almost has, a, has what's called a usury laws and usury caps mm-hmm. uh, prevent um, a theory, of predation against consumers. And so in order for states, for the federal government to actually begin to have interest rates raised uh, via banks, first off, they have to go through states and be empowered to lift these rates. And this is what the law in the early 1980s sort of does. Uh, and then there's subsequent laws uh, to that one. So it really begins again in the early 1980s.
0: So was this the, the so that would have been the Reagan administration? Is that correct?
3: Well, well actually, the, ver- the very first one starts under Jimmy Carter, and, and, this, is, and oh. this is I'm so glad you brought it up. So the first one starts under Jimmy Carter, and it actually has support among consumer groups. I um, mean, elderly is an elderly consumer group out there in 1980, um, and they believe that by having the interest rate caps sort of lifted, uh, banks that ultimately the, the the, um, the revenue that's generated from these interest rates caps, so these profits generated from these interest rates caps, will trickle down to savings account holders, because this is what it's explained to them, basically by, by policymakers and lawmakers. So the goal, in part, is not simply to raise these interest rate caps, but the belief is that by raising those caps, it's going to help actually boost the savings for average account holders. And by this period of time, the, the work of perception is that the savings rate for Americans has actually declined, it was actually low. Um, and so, I mean, if you want to look at it in a sort of ironic sort of sense, that the, first, the nation's first sort of financial deregulatory mm-hmm. law was a law called Didma, Depository Institutions and Deregulation Monetary Control Act, 1980, was originally designed to help, really, to help um, Americans save money, not not to spend it or not to be driven into debt. And that's quite, mm-hmm. quite ironic because so much of deregulation has actually driven more and more Americans... Into debt has actually reduced their savings, has not increased it as the
0: original law was designed to do. You know, it's so amazing. This is a bit off topic, but kind of reminds me of what's going on today. One thing I absolutely love, Doctor, is I love to watch the evening news <clears throat> on whatever network. Mm-hmm. And they're going on and on and on about healthcare. We have to do something about healthcare. We have to do something about these, these predatory uh, 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 yeah, amounts that people are being charged. We've got to do something about healthcare in America. And then every break they go to is sponsored by the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> it, it, it's pre- unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it pre- pre- precisely, and um, I, I think that I mean, I think that's sort of really an excellent point. It illustrates sheds the lighted. Um what people talk about the cognitive dissonance. Uh, so we all recognize yeah. and realize it's a problem at some level, but the behavior doesn't uh, the behavior sort of belies uh, the problem that exists. And I, I think we, we many of us myself included, uh, I, I do these things in my life. I might see things as a problem, but behave sort of differently. Uh, and and it's, it's not a surprise that this is what what happens. And so the critique is that we see um, uh, again health health issues, the, the incredible cost of health as a problem. Get still um, again uh, we rely so heavily upon money from the industry whether to, to fund commercials and to put a network yep. or, or, or whatever. So uh, that's, a, that's an excellent point.
0: Doctor, do you think we'll ever get past all this?
3: First of all, why don't the colleges
0: step up and say, no, no, let's not go with the uh, with the loan you're looking at? Why Don't they offer these students any help at all? I mean, not talking about financially, monetarily, but some advice. No, don't go with that loan because you're going to get buried in debt. Why don't they help these kids?
3: Well, one of the reasons they, they don't help the kids, I mean, two reasons I'd sort of say, um, that's increasing because colleges themselves have been Squeezed in terms of being able to generate revenue, Uh, and and so uh, really since the 1980s, uh, and we can sort of uh, go over this. um, Since the 1980s, states have been reducing the amount of funding given uh, to institutions per 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 student, really, at least not keeping up with the cost of inflation. And so, increasingly, colleges have to rely upon. Uh, students really as as consumers, uh, and this is not simply in the in the in the U.S. I actually just uh, returned uh, last uh, this morning, actually, like the wee hours of the morning, from a uh, from being in the U.K. and uh, in, in, in a town called Manchester, in the U.K. And even yeah. there, there were people who were talking about. Uh, this, this working notion in the UK about students, uh, not as students, but as clients and, and customers and consumers. And so the increasing view of students as consumers, people we need to uh, generate a ring profit out of, revenue out of, and not necessarily um, uh, understanding that students aren't primarily consumers, really, that students are, uh, really the students are there to be, to be taught and to be educated. So colleges have had to find ways to generate revenue because states and the federal government has have really sort of reduced the funding or expenditure to to colleges, and so so they try various ways. Um, and so and this also brings in um, lenders, student lenders too, who come into play uh, increasingly. And so colleges rely upon students now to raise revenue. Uh, they heavily rely upon private donors and and, and bank lenders. And, and actually, in the nineteen in the two thousands, there was a Massive sort of scandal with various universities. When I say various universities, I mean universities across the country, from the the, the farthest corner in the northeast all the way to um, University of Hawaii, where students, where where financial offices are caught up in many ways in in kickbacks to these student lenders because they're trying to desperately raise revenue, raise funding uh, for the university. And so, how do we, we, we change that? Incentive structure for universities where their primary incentive is not necessarily to fuck out there and find ways to raise revenue or profit, but to, to be more efficient as an as a institution uh, and also to educate the, 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 the students who are in front of them. Again, that's, that's a slightly different sort of question that um, universities have, have not really grappled with effectively.
0: One thing I would love to see is all these big universities, particularly Harvard. But all of these big universities come together and not, not fold the funds into one pot, but basically these huge endowments like forty billion dollars at Harvard. Why can't they lend money to students at a much lower rate? Because they'd still make money off their, their money. They wouldn't lose any money, but they could really help people who need help.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I sort of say that like the, I mean. That the 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 Harvards and the Yales and the Princes of, of the world are, are the exceptions. I mean, they're able to actually uh, have uh, to, to have much more better means testing for students they enroll. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but the but the the bulk of the college student experience, you're one hundred percent sort of right. Uh, uh, but, but but again, as I sort of mentioned before, uh, colleges see themselves as being squeezed in a constant scrutiny. By state legislators, in terms of uh, showing uh, uh, not showing loss or cutting, or cutting or reducing expense or expenditure, uh, and that, uh, and with that as the aim and objective, it doesn't necessarily redound to the benefit of the customer or the, of the student, um, and, and so again, universities are now and really in the business of trying to generate uh, revenue, if not necessarily profit. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily read down to the benefit of the student. And so uh, I think a, a much broader, broader, longer-term objective, not being so preoccupied with in the in the second quarter, third quarter, or fourth quarter, but what's happening five or ten years down the road, that kind of long-term outlook uh, is something that universities uh, increasingly have not been able to do or been affected at doing, in part because of a lack of, again, a lack of support, from from public administrators, I'll, I'll give you a brief example too. I mean, uh, my sister, you're in, in, in Minnesota, Big Ten country. I used to teach at a, another Big Ten institution, uh, and in and, and this Big Ten institution, in the 1980s, it projected that it wanted to re- actually reduce the cost of of a student what a student pays for college uh, by the end of the uh, by the end of the decade. Uh, and not we did that university. Um, not reduce the cost, but it more than doubled and tripled the cost, um, uh, and, and, um, and and yeah, and that's because again they were being pressured by by state legislatures to, 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 to get right. yeah, lower, um, to make their school more efficient, to try to raise to raise revenue, um, and so it's a skewed incentive structure uh, that really I think um, explains why the cost is burdened by the students so so much. Again, the cost is burdened by students much more now than. And let's say in the early nineteen eighties, for instance. So uh, another another sort of brief example. Um, again, sort for the, for a struggling family household, uh, struggling family household in early nineteen early nineteen eighties, late nineteen seventies. Uh, they had a Pell Grant. That Pell Grant uh, could pay for basically uh, three more than three quarters of a cost of a college degree, a college education. But by the end of the nineteen eighties, with a different administration, a different sort of outlook, and a different agenda, um, that. Uh, that um, that Pell Grant paid for less than half of college education, mm. and that trend continues. So, of uh, the of uh, the reducing purchasing power of the Pell Grant, uh, and then I'm going to sort of say this, and this is where uh, voters um, should be, in part, on the hook and held accountable. Um, and because there's little pushback or pushback or concern raised by voters, uh, lawmakers continue down this sort of path. Um, and frankly. When, when at the federal level, um, uh, speak locally, the state elected officials saw that there was, no, uh, there was no blame or criticism of federal officials who, again, who reduced the purchasing power of the Pell Grant, what made college more expensive in, in many ways. Um, state governments simply followed suit, Why? Wow, because they thought there was no political consequence. Now, I'm going to juxtapose and compare that to raising taxes. Uh, and in the same sort of decade of the 1980s, while there's a reducing of the purchasing power of a Pell Grant, uh, reducing, uh, I mean, increasing the cost of college, and increasing that burden on the student, the same 1980s, uh, George H.W. Bush uh, front made a pledge that he wouldn't raise taxes, right? <laughs> Under his administration, right. taxes get raised, and he gets heavily criticized within his party. Uh, as well as by the oppositional party for increasing taxes. So um, no politician wants to be accused of raising taxes, even if it's for a good cause, let's say, for financing primary, secondary, post-se- post-secondary education, right? So wh- where you can get, get by if you're an elected official is basically by increasing the cost and expense of college because that's going to create less public ire uh, than, let's say, raising raising taxes uh, and, and so this is probably the conundrum um, that, that we face as a society, frankly. Uh, how, do we have a, how do we have a good conversation, education, about the value of taxes, why taxes are needed, frankly, um, in, in this day and age? That's a, that's a conversation that really needs to be had at some level. But no, very few public officials want, want to have that sort of conversation.
0: Unbelievable. Land of the fee, hidden costs, and the decline of the American middle class, Dr. Devin Fergus, F-E-R-G-U-S, as in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, by the way.
3: Uh, Not fantastic, bad. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on with you today.
0: Yeah. Nice having you on. Thank you. We'll be back with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client,
1: Northland Fastening Systems.
0: in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with lasik at whiting clinic
3: lasik results may vary talk to your whiting clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential
0: you're playing all of tevin's favorite songs today
2: (laughs) this playlist is straight from my phone
0: oh yeah no doubt about it No doubt about it. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Dr. Devin Fergus. Hell of a nice man. But I just... I still think if you've got forty billion dollars in an endowment, why can't you lend money to students that don't even go to your university? You're still going to make money on your money. What's the problem? I thought the
1: endowment uh, are put in some sort of an escrow thing, and it can't be actually touched. Or know, something. well, that's Same the thing. reason. I that, don't
0: know. That's the reason it can't be touched, so they don't have to do that. Well, it's yeah. like
1: okay, yeah. You know, <clears throat> and also, raising taxes is you know for a good cause is great, but we never know if it's actually going to the good cause, right. do we?
2: Yeah, no. yeah, once um, they
1: raise taxes, who knows yeah, where there, it might be. Yeah,
2: there's no invoice report you that know, gets would help no. a lot right. if there was.
1: I, not- I don't understand why, why, why we can't have, like, a, a, a accounting system. Like, this is where the money mm-hmm. is. This is where it went. Mm-hmm. These are the checks that were written. And not at all this grift and all this crap going all over the place, and who knows what's mm-hmm. happening.
4: Well, another problem is that America does spend more than almost any other country in the world on education. It just doesn't work. So, you know, raising taxes for more education money is just going to put us even more ahead of everyone else, which clearly, you know, we spend thousands of dollars on education more than countries that are renowned for their education, like uh, Western Europe, Japan, Korea. Mm -hmm. So, clearly, money isn't the problem no it's not no but i do love that the fact that they on the
0: news every night they complain about health care and we got to do something about health care oh my god health and then every commercial is from a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. well and just
1: what we pay as a family for just having oh, insurance god. and everything oh, God! There, there's no reason why it needs to be that expensive for no. anybody no. it's insane
0: I still love the fact that I'm on Medicare now, and it's more expensive than private insurance. <laughs> you have the gall to
1: keep working.
0: Yeah. Because I'm still working.
1: Yeah, so Medicare for all isn't really the answer, is it? No.
0: No, it's, no. it's not. All right, Tevin, you're going to have to answer for this next story, and okay. it's all there is to it. You ready? I'm ready. Now... Their names are pretty disgusting, but I'm going to try to call them out. Probably not what you'd expect to hear from the announcer at a high school girls basketball game. And yet here we are. The Newkirk Public Schools announcer, whose name has not been released by the district, was removed from his duties at halftime following the incident before Friday night's game between Newkirk and Crooked Oak in Oklahoma. News 9 reports he was announcing the Crooked Oak names when he made his comment despite having reportedly gone over the visiting team's names and pronunciations with their coach multiple times before the game, which was captured in a video that has since gone viral. Did it have an effect? What made me feel very uncomfortable? I didn't want to play Crooked Oak player Jayana Wiggins said. But the team not only played, they won, taking home their school's first district championship more than two decades. It should be a very big accomplishment, but it's kind of getting taken away from us by something we had no control over. Something as simple as having different names, one of the players tells local news. Was it racist? The Washington Post says critics are calling the comment racist, but none of us have said that he is racist. One player's mom said. What we are saying is what he said was despicable, and the girls should have been given a public apology like they were demeaned publicly. Crooked Oak, which is near downtown Oklahoma City, has a student population that is 90% Tevlar. No, that's not what it says. 90% non-white. The city of Newkirk, 120 miles away, is more than 80% white. Or just an accidental slip-up. Supporters of the announcer whom the Oklahoman reports in his 80s, he's in his 80s, has worked for the district for decades, are describing him as an old, sweet, innocent man who was probably trying to say difficult when he uh, simply made a mistake. Once said a disgusting
2: uh, oh, he called it, he called them their names disgusting.
0: Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, they're saying that he thought he was trying to say difficult, not disgusting.
1: How? So
4: this again? Is
1: this a news story? <laughs> I know. I know. 80 a, year
4: eighty-year-old man. In this, wow. Yeah, really. our di- uh, yeah our
1: our, our, <clears throat> our level of outrage is just so <clears throat> low. We're just outraged at every yeah. tiny little. Gap. Yeah, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this a,
2: a non a non story. He'd probably, and if because it's if he is racist, he's an 80 year old man that grew up in a different time. Not saying that it's okay, but it's not surprising yeah, that can? he's What's he probably gonna do? racist. And just, yeah, it's, yeah, there's nothing you're gonna, <laughs> yep. you're gonna say now that's gonna change okay. that. And yeah. it's like yeah, and if they were maybe don't name your kids difficult names, and then we don't have to try and say them. All I yeah. like it.
1: Well, I remember this is uh, <laughs> my father. God bless him. I sold their house about I don't know eight nine years ago eight years ago I think and um, they insisted on staying in the house for open houses.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, not ever. And I'm like, I really wish you wouldn't. (laughs) But they
1: didn't want they didn't want to go. They didn't didn't like the thought of people traipsing through their house without you know explaining things how wonderful their you know little addition was and how they replaced the linoleum only 15 years mm. ago, you know, <laughs> Only fifteen. <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so anyway, so I haven't, I'm okay. 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 I can't kick you out of your house. All right. <coughs> so off. I have the open house. People start coming in. So I, somebody wanted me to show them the lower level. So I go down to the lower level and I come up this as I'm coming up the stairs. Like, i I'm, I'm nervous about my parents being left mm. alone with anybody because you know, Everything's a reflection I knew as a real estate agent. You can lose your license for the smallest little, you know, complaint. So, um, (laughs) anyway, an Eastern Indian couple was upstairs talking to my mom and dad about the neighborhood. um, And they were telling them that there's a pool and walking paths and um, that they have to mow their own Mm. lawn. And there's, there's lots of people, no, not lots of people, but a couple of people like you in the neighborhood. (laughs)
4: No, <laughs> oh, let's not say that. They probably Joey. thought they were being welcoming Ooh, that right. way.
1: Exactly, that's exactly what his intention was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I when I grew up, my parents never said one bad thing about a gay person, uh, anybody of any color, Except creed. For me, no, they really me. didn't. I, I I just had this conversation with them. I "I said, thank you very much for not acting like that. I really appreciate that." And they're both from small towns. Um, and they never said anything against any ethnic group that I can recall, and um, you know. So, but I mean, if somebody wanted to take that wrong,
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah,
1: they yep. They certainly could have. They could have called my office and lodged a complaint, and I would have had to sit there and you know yeah. have a ton of trouble in my life because you know, some my eighty something year old father decided to think that he was helpful. Yeah. So I mean is that a newsworthy story?
2: No. But it probably in order to get out, probably yeah, would have gotten
4: taken out of control and if they decided to video it it and put it on YouTube with no context and then go to the news media and say, Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which so, I mean, uh, that's that's the whole thing. It's just we're, we've just gotten to be so sensitive that we can't even get over right. ourselves. And if
2: I'm that that Indian couple, and talking to your parents and they say, "Yeah, there's some people like you." I appreciate that. Now I know that I got some allies in the neighborhood. If something goes sideways, that you know, I got right. some people that I can rely on.
4: If I ever need to celebrate yeah. Diwali, I know <laughs> I'm covered. Yeah,
0: I like it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was with the best intention, but it could have just been totally taken out of context and turned into a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what this this story sounds like to me.
0: Yeah. You know what's amazing to me? What? I'm looking through, uh, I try to find out the name. You know that story I just read about the disgusting names of these girls from the black high school for mm-hmm. the guy 80 years old or whatever?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Other than Jayana, they don't mention one of the girls' names. They just left the girls' names out of the story. Why would they do that?
2: I'm guessing that Because
1: they're youth.
2: Yeah, and I wonder if, like, how difficult were, were the names? I think that also has an yeah, impact on the story. Because if it's not difficult names, well, then it's probably a racist comment. But if it was actually, like, super difficult names to pronounce, mm-hmm. then, yeah. Yeah, then I can get well, that. Well,
0: that's what I was wondering. Well, like the, those honkies down south named Cleophas. How about them?
2: Yeah, see, that's that's, that's,
1: nobody names this kid (laughs)
0: Cleophas. His name is Cleophas. You can look it up. No, not. There is, too. There's a name Cleophas. I'm here to tell you.
1: Did he get beat up a
0: lot?
4: You appear to be right. It's not very common.
1: But it is on names.org. Glitterman is right. (laughs) (laughs) Glitterman
0: strikes again. (laughs) Glitterface Tom is right again, ladies and gentlemen.
4: What does it mean? There what does Cleophus are, mean? There have been two thousand of them in the U.S. in the past one hundred forty years. Jeez, so it's pretty well, rare, but yeah. it exists. Just rampant. Mm-hmm. That's
1: because it's such a beautiful name,
4: Cleophus.
1: would be
0: like Cleophus.
1: <laughs> What's your nickname?
0: But it's a honky Not name. Not Ophus. Well, Cleo. Cleo. Cleo means Oafus. Um, daughter doesn't. No oh, prize. <clears throat> Cleo means prize. You are right. Cleopatra means father's prize. Yeah. I, Did you guys know that, Cleopatra? It's all I ever do is teach. I should be an instructor. You should. See, I would have thought it Those was a Thanks for jumping on. in you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for jumping in on you guys. They're like... Rrr, 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 rrr. Yeah, don't worry about my feelings, Tevin.
1: Yeah, I can imagine you as an, as an instructor. What the hell's wrong with you? You don't oh, understand what bastard. I'm saying. You're stupid. <laughs> Cleopatra
4: apparently means vision of glory in Greek. So there you go.
0: Vision of
4: glory.
1: Oh, well, that sounds a lot prettier than Cleophas. Yeah,
4: a yeah, vision it does. of glory would be good.
1: I have to bring that up to Kostaki. Yes.
0: What's well. <laughs> with your ugly words? A <laughs> horrible thing that is. What's wrong with you? Hmm. Uh, I try to look it up, but they do not say the girl's name because I see I agree with Tevin. If these <clears> names <throat> are impossible to pronounce, then why'd you come down on this guy? Because he said disgusting. Mm-hmm. I I don't. Do you think he actually meant disgusting? I don't know.
2: No, if they're actually difficult, I think that he very well could have meant difficult. Well, that, And then that's like the Cleveland yes. Cavaliers basketball coach um, a while back that got in all of that trouble for having the slip of the tongue referring to his t- uh, players on his team as like thugs or something like that, but he meant some other word and it got all blown out of proportion.
0: Hmm. Yes, I said to Catherine last night before I went to bed, give me a thug. I meant hug, honey.
1: And I got all mad.
0: <laughs> she got all mad at me.
1: She was calling me a thug.
4: Calling Catherine. If anybody's thuggy, it's Catherine. Well,
1: <laughs> I found the roster.
4: Oh, you. Well, you did? Yeah, uh, the high school basketball team rosters are online a lot of the time. Okay. There's not Perfect. a lot yeah. of difficult ones, but there are some on here. Uh, the standout one would be La Mariante. See, that It's pretty long. That's pretty difficult for an yeah. 80 year old man to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lamariante. Lamariante. It's a very long name. He meant difficult, not he disgusting. Did. There's also Timier. T Y M I E R. I wouldn't know that's how to pronounce Yeah, it. yeah and
1: that could be. Yeah, They're
4: French. all French. <laughs> <laughs> there's Timier there's Lamariante. The French basketball team. You're damn right. Do they have a, a
0: girl named Tavane? Uh, No, nothing like that. Like Tevin's sister, Tavone. Yeah. What I do you know think?
1: there's a Tavone somewhere. There's got to be. you have any there's
0: brothers on or sisters, Tevin? I don't even know. Cause uh,
2: cause that's actually yeah, I have funny. a younger brother and sister, Scotty and Caitlin. Shout out mm-hmm. Scotty and Caitlin. And then I have a uh, stepsister that lives in Louisiana.
0: Hmm. I didn't know that.
2: Yep, Yep. We're
0: all over the place. You're all over the place. All right. So, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, we now know that. What is it again? Tremont. What
4: was it? (laughs) La Mariante, I think.
0: See? See? It's difficult. La Mariante. You know, as I was saying before the show started today, Tevin is disgusting. And (laughs) there. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't even react yeah. to it anymore. He's I'm, just
2: so, I'm, a I'm so, with. so callous to it now.
1: Kevin everything has like, learned. Like, everything is so bad. Kevin's now. learned. That's like <laughs> be,
2: working with Tom Bernard. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I just blo- tune it out and wait for my time to, yeah. time to talk. You you for t- the,
0: <laughs> pay, pay no attention to him at all. That's he's, all I'm saying. Harmless. That's what we're doing. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, yeah, I... I don't know. The guy's in his eighties. Did they really have to replace? It? I I think he probably did mean difficult. Just mm-hmm. what else? he what else? Dysfunctional. Could be? Dis, dysfunctional. These names are
1: dysfunctional.
0: Mm. We have a break here, don't we, Andy? In a minute. In one minute. I just wanted to make sure. About that. Um,
2: I say, and, and they ran him out during the middle of the game. too? Halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Halftime.
0: Hey, he's like he didn't have a heart attack.
2: Right. Can you
0: imagine if he get, hey, we got to pull you out. Oh, my God. And he has a heart attack and dies on the spot. That wouldn't be good, yeah. would it?
2: No, not at all. Hey, Cleophus, uh, we need you to step aside. <laughs> <laughs> We've got somebody else that's going to call the rest Cleophus. of this game.
1: Yeah, when are we going <laughs> to get back to the, you know, some kindness and some giving somebody the benefit of the doubt? When are we going to get back to that? Ever?
0: I don't mm. think so. No, I don't think we're giving anybody the benefit of the doubt because there's too much for me to lose. If it hurts me, then I'd rather hurt you first. Because, I mean, I've had disgusting. people
1: say weird things, you know, and you're like, what do you mean by that? You know, not like, a, what do you mean by that? But it's like, what are you, what are you trying to say? And then right. they explain what they were trying to say, and it's a completely different thing than the, what they were saying.
0: Remember when John Cleese played the wizard in, I believe it was, The Holy Grail? Mm-hmm. Yes. John Cleese. Wizard, what is it they call you? And he goes, some call me Tim. (laughs) Yes, very scary wizard name of Tim. (laughs) They were so funny back in the day. It was unbelievable. Oh, we do have to take a break here now. We'll be back one more segment right after this with the family. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes, was your new year's resolution to work out at the gym to lose weight now it's almost March, and you haven't shed a pound. We'll do what I did. Let the coaches at Ultimate Weight Loss help you lose weight fast. With the help of Ultimate Weight Loss, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs, and I didn't have to exercise. Summer will be here before you know it. So start now, look great, and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with the help of my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutrimost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they are now opening a Woodbury location. That's on March 2nd. They will then have three locations to serve you in Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Starting today, live your healthiest life. Schedule an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutrimost, 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337, or go to their website, ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. So- Come on, belt it out. Let's go. Okay, I have to ask you guys a question. I asked Mom this last night, and I didn't know, and she didn't know. But there was a uh, a march. It was a topless march. Women uh, marching topless because they are forced to wear shirts when men don't have to wear shirts. And I told you, my argument would be, if, if the reason that women have to wear tops and men don't is because you can see their breasts, not just their nipples, then why do women have to wear pants and men should wear pants? Because you can see the schwanstucker, but you can't see anything with women. I think so most men wear should pants? wear shirts. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I
1: mean, I think that should be a lot. What are you wear looking the at shirt. me
0: for? Works <laughs> for me. <laughs> Staring just at me. Everybody I, just
1: wears shirts. How about that?
0: Don't worry about my feelings. I'll just be here <laughs> taking a punch. You know. It's just how things go.
1: I'm talking about you, <sighs> no in <minute>. particular.
0: <laughs> I think most people. Oh, here's the question I did have for you. So I'm watching. It, it was on uh, World's Worst Videos or World's Worst World's Dumbest Videos. That's what it's called.
1: Oh God, you love that.
0: Show. It is very, very funny. But there was an Asian woman marching in this topless march, and on her breastbone, you couldn't see her breasts because they were, you know, blurred out because it was broadcast television. But on her breastbone, she had a tattoo of a of the Star of David, right? The menorah. They got the Star of David. Isn't it called? The menorah is the candle. Oh, light the menorah, you're right. What am I thinking? What's the Star of David called what again?
2: The Star of David. Oh, the sure. Mogan
0: David. The Mogan yeah. David, that's yep. what it's called. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. So, yeah, light the uh, menorah, that's different. Judy's been so nuts this whole show. It's—I don't even know what the hell he's so nuts about.
1: He knows it's ending.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <sighs>
1: he's like, it's getting close to the oh end, and he's—he's going he's to start that. starting to make dinosaur noises.
0: <clears throat> so anyway, explain this to me, because I don't get it. So this woman has the Star of David tattooed on her chest, but you know when the lines cross over and they make that little pentagon or whatever mm-hmm. it is in the
4: middle—the mm-hmm. hexagon.
0: Is it a hexagon? Yeah. Yeah, probably with six points. I suppose it would be a hexagon. Um, There's a swastika. So she's an Asian Jewish Nazi feminist. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I don't don't get it. I mean, why why would you put why would you put a Nazi symbol, the swastika, inside the Star of David? I don't get that. I feel she may be crazy. Yeah, Yeah, there's a possibility she's nuts. Yeah, I, I saw it and, went, what?
4: and I said, Catherine, why the hell would you do that?
1: Like I'd know.
4: Then you didn't.
1: How would I know?
4: Let's see. <laughs> I wonder, it's probably like the symbol of some organization that has 50 members. And then, yeah, probably. And it, it probably doesn't mean anything. Probably not. At least it seemed like an easy area for her to cover up. I
2: remember the first time I saw a swastika tattooed on somebody, it was this white guy and he had it. Tattooed on the back of his head. And I was like, why? Oh,
4: God. Why would you put that there? Like He's saying the Nazism is behind him. Yeah, that, that He's be. a changed yeah. man.
0: <laughs> uh-huh,
2: I found
4: it.
1: See? Benefit of the doubt. That's exactly See? what it was. Know,
2: that's, that's that's exactly
4: what it, was. Uh, it is called Rialism. And yes, their uh, logo used to be a Star of David with a swastika inside it, but not the Nazi okay. swastika, the other one. 'Cause the swastika's been what around for one? hundreds of years. It's been it was an Indian thing, it was yeah, an Asian was, thing. Yeah. You know. So yep. um but it's a movement that says that life on Earth was created scientifically by a species of extraterrestrials called the Elohim. Oh my oh my god.
1: <laughs> whack baby So
4: basically like the Bible, you disgusting. know, like, the angels and the gods and all that They were the Elohim, yeah. which were aliens who came here They did make but humans God. and the animals and everything But they weren't gods, they were aliens Why the Star uh, yeah. of David and the Swastika, okay. I don't really know I don't really understand, yeah. it's called the what? The Raelism
0: Raelism, the symbol of Raelism
4: R-A-E with an umlaut over it, L I think that's Rael. I assume it's We're one on of those Royale. disgusting Royale. names of a. <laughs> it's a very disgusting <laughs> <religion>. name. <clears throat>
0: I would imagine it's probably true. I, I just I saw that and I went, "Why would you do that?"
4: Well, there's a hundred thousand members, and they're headquartered in Switzerland. So I don't know. What? Switzerland? Uh, I don't know. I thought they try to stay neutral on
0: most things. What happened? <laughs> not this time. Yeah, I guess not.
2: I guess not.
1: Kevin's on Travago. How much is a flight to Switzerland? It's
0: going
2: to go to uh, realism. Forget, <laughs> forget going down to uh, Cancun or wherever you guys go for KQ. Take a trip out to Switzerland for the next remote, remote Oh, show. I love
0: Switzerland. I
4: wouldn't mind going to, well, except for the flight. I don't know. No, the flight's not that bad, actually. You just sleep the whole way. Yep. You might, but I don't.
1: Knock yourself oh, out. Oh,
4: you'd sleep.
0: You'd be fine. Don't worry about a Make thing.
1: Take an Ambien. Wake up. You're done there. <laughs> yep.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> but most is,
1: people do. <laughs> you're all
0: set. Don't worry about it. Everything's good. You're all set. Go ready to, the, to go. Seriously,
1: you can go to the doctor and say, i got a long-haul flight. Two of them. Can that's, I get a couple of Ambien's? They're like, here you go.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh, we got to see if we made the list. The 10 hardest working cities in America.
4: Oh, they all gotta do you be think? Midwest cities.
0: Mm. They're probably well, you,
4: yeah. you think so? But I, I don't know so. about Minneapolis.
0: I've not seen them. Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> number ten is Plano, Texas. Okay.
4: Midwest. Number
0: nine is Austin, Texas. Midwest. <laughs> number eight, this oh this this list is total bullshit. <laughs> Paid
1: number for eight by is, Texas?
0: No, it's Washington, DC's number eight. Uh, mm. Yeah, artist working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy God, Corpus Christi, Texas. Three of the first four are in Texas. Well, Texans work Norfolk, hard. Norfolk, Virginia. Then you got Irving, Texas, another place in Texas.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, this list is getting more ridiculous by the Los minute. Antilles. Cheyenne, Wyoming is good. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. San Francisco. Mm. Hardest
4: working.
1: Well, they got to and... shovel a lot of poop. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's yeah. hard they work. Shovel That's very hard work. I forgot.
0: Yeah. But the hardest working place in America is Anchorage, Alaska.
4: I was actually going to say Juneau, but hey. The oil Why? fields, the oil fields. The people, oh yeah, the coastal fishing? cities in Alaska, all of the yeah, the fishermen, uh, the dock yeah. workers, it's it's a very hard life out there. Oh, is it really? I, I yeah. wonder
2: what they'd consider like the hardest working. Like what, yeah, what's is it the most work? difficult jobs that they're doing yeah. for a long period of time yeah. or just hours spent yeah, sitting in the office f- typing
4: put, the computer? Yeah, 70 hours in, but your job is like, you know, cookie tester. Right. You know, you're not working hard. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose.
1: I want that job.
4: I suppose we it's, we all,
0: it's true, it's ladies and gentlemen. I guess, ladies and gentlemen, that's – well, we learn something every day, don't we? Well, mm-hmm. I don't. I know um, it all already. We learned about
3: realism. Andy,
0: Andy, That's do you know true. who Marge Doucet is? Uh, no. How do you spell Doucet? A veteran soap opera actress. Uh, Marge Dusey, oh, a veteran soap opera actress who mostly, uh, most notably carved a name for herself in Star Trek, has died. She was quite a woman. So who, Marge was born and raised in Russell, Kansas, where she attended Kansas University. But it doesn't say who she played.
4: Oh, she was in the original Star Trek, which is why I didn't... The know. very first... Oh, you never watched the original one? No, not really.
0: I watched all the other ones. Um, she collaborated with Richard Dreyfuss to do a television comedy pilot together. After that, Marge was sold on film and television. But mm. it uh, oh, here we go. But. Marge made her first memorable appearance in the original Star Trek series in the episode Spock's Brain. Marge played Kara, an alien who removed and stole Spock's brain and took it to her own planet.
1: I love it. was very
0: original Star Trek. Stole
1: Spock's brain. (laughs) He stole his brain.
0: (laughs) And yet he did not die. Mm. There's no getting around that his brain. Yeah, he didn't die without a brain. How's that?
4: Spoiler
2: alert.
0: Well, it is the future. You can do pretty much anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a very good point. There's no question about that. Um, God, Uh, avoiding political comments that are just obnoxious as hell.
1: Good luck. (laughs) I don't. You can't do it.
0: Whatever. And they're
1: all insane. They're all insane.
0: Oh, there you go. It's uh, it's on Newsmax. My buddy Christopher uh, Ruddy. Christopher owns Newsmax. He's a uh, pretty decent guy. Pretty smart guy, to tell you the truth. His news service is now, I think like the third biggest one in the country. Mm. Something like that. Then Catherine, of course, uh, Saber
1: it, Heating and Plumbing. Uh, oh, is
0: it there Steve or Tatiana?
1: No, it's the they're trying to schedule something for Oh,
0: schedule it that I got to call them. Garage out. Deal.
1: Yeah.
0: I knew it. Yeah, mom's just, you know, upset in the Apple car. We're trying to do a show. Can we get it done? No. No. What? Your mom's a disaster. Setting off little jingle bells and all that stuff so she doesn't have to work anymore.
1: Okay, Glitter Man.
0: <laughs> She's never going to get over calling me Glitter Man. Yeah. Are you? It's
1: perfect Are for you. It's perfect. Uh, glitter Man.
0: <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, oh my God. Today, oh, today is that uh, celebration of life for Kobe and Gianna oh, Bryant. Oh, God. So Beyonce uh, performance. that's
2: terrible. <clears throat> oh, did she? Yeah, it's going on right now. Apparently, she performed one of his favorite yeah. songs. Oh,
1: uh, man. That's um, just really rough.
0: Did you see the, I don't understand this, I got to be very, very honest with you, why he hired this pilot, I will never know. You know the three years prior? It was three or four years prior, he got... Uh, he got hammered because this guy in a helicopter flew over lax
2: which you can not do in a helicopter you don't do that how does he still have his pilot's license
0: that's a good I question i don't know i mean now he's killed you know kobe bryant and his lovely daughter and all mm-hmm. those other how many what like it was a it was, total of nine people or something yeah eight or nine people yeah eight or nine people i mean the guy yeah he he got raked over the coals for flying a helicopter over an airport. the hell are you doing? Mm. What is it, a shortcut? God. <laughs> you <laughs> I get it. So. I Look just at Oprah Winfrey's
1: it. face at the farewell. farewell.
0: Oh, is that the farewell?
1: Yeah. Oh. She knows the camera's on her. <laughs> I can tell you that.
0: Oh, she's fake crying, you're a right. A little
1: fake crying there.
0: It's not real crying, she's fake crying. It's like, Oprah, would you settle down? I told her, I I said, Look, I know you're inspired by Tevin Pittman, but you got to stop doing these things.
2: But she won't listen to me. No, yeah, she really took what I started for her and really ran with it. I'm proud of what she's been able to do, yeah. I think she'd give me a little kickback every once in a while, but.
0: Well, I got to be honest with you. All you do is give, 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 and what does it get you? Exactly.
2: You know what I mean? I'm used.
0: Andy, what time do we have to be out? Three minutes. All right, I just wanted to make sure. What were you saying, Tevin?
2: Oh no, nothing. But uh, yeah, just was looking at the, some of the stuff from the Kobe Bryant memorial. It's, oh yeah, do you want to mi- hear
1: the? Do you want to hear Vanessa Bryant speaking?
2: About oh, Kiana? I don't know. Oh. Oh, I couldn't yeah, even I imagine what she's, what she's what she's going
0: through. Oh, God! Her little baby girl. <laughs> yeah. Her husband, her little baby girl. That's the, you know, oh,
1: really terrible.
0: I don't know. I couldn't do it. I don't know. Have to be very, very honest mm. with you. All right, let's cheer things up a little bit. Did you watch the Twins
2: game yesterday, Tevin? Uh, I did not, but if it was anything like the rest of Minnesota sports, I'm assuming they just absolutely got annihilated. No, 5-5 five to five
0: tie. Well, they were up 4 to nothing, and then they ended up tying 5-5. Five to five.
2: Oh, I suppose because it's spring training, so they don't really care right. who wins or loses.
0: Right. Oh, my God. I, I, I think it popped up on the screen just now that uh, – Kobe Bryant's uh, widow is suing the helicopter company. Good. Kobe's she... widow sues helicopter operator for deaths. Yeah, she did sue. My God, is she a beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. How sad. Yeah. Very, very, very sad that that uh, just had to happen. I, I, Whatever. But in any case, so you didn't watch the Twins game yesterday. No. Um, I still am wondering about their bullpen, but you're right. Our teams in Minnesota, what and the Timberwolves and oh the, the Wild spend money and they never win. No. What the hell is that?
2: The, yeah, the Wolves they pretty much are just tanking for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, they kind the, of are. The Wild, I'm pretty sure they lost like three to one last night as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money will get spent and then there's not a lot of uh, wins to show for it. It's very very frustrating to be a Minnesota fan.
0: Why do you think it is? did not basketball? I understand there are not a lot of basketball players that want to play basketball in mm-hmm. Minnesota. You know, no matter how much money the Timberwolves spend, they don't want to play here. They right. just don't. Now hockey—it's the state of hockey. Why? Why don't you get all the best players in hockey?
2: Yeah, you would think that we would endorsement have endorsement money. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's still even if they're hockey players, they'd want to live where there's more opportunity for endorsements right. and, and things like that in their personal career. So. And it's, I don't know, yep. we've just never been a, I think the state of hockey is a nickname that's been given to Minnesota that I don't think has quite been earned on the professional level. Like high school sports or high school hockey, that's a, probably the reason we have that nickname. But professionally, we've definitely not lived up to the, like Las Vegas got a team for what, a day and they won a championship before we did.
0: <laughs> I know, <laughs> it was like, unbelievable. Uh... It was about a day. Yeah. So it was about that long. No doubt about it. Do you see that uh, Tom Brady wants a two-year uh, contract with the Patriots?
2: Uh, I did not, but I would, I, mean, I would give it to him if I was them. I'm sure that he's already there. We'll sign that in a heartbeat because Bob Kraft would loves think. Tom Brady, as he should.
0: You are correct. All right, that's going to do it. Tevlar, hell of a job. Andy, thank, thank you. you. Catherine, thanks for the glitter on my face. I appreciate anytime, it. anytime. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.